In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waverhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus. Hmm? You're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. Talk about a song that has been living rent-free in my brain for days. Oh, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Oh, but I love it. Ooh, but I love it. Yeah, they're talking about cocaine. <laughs> I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Beedy, beep, beep, beep. But I love it. Beedy, 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 but I love it. In my head, there are a lot more drums involved in the production of this song. Who knows how many drums are actually involved? Yes, I'm talking about the weekend. And yes, you are listening to page seven. Been stuck in my head since the halftime show. My name is Jackie. May as well introduce myself. Who who the hell cares? Why not? Hi, Jackie. I'm Holden. <laughs> and hey, Holden. Uh, I heard the performance of the weekend from the apartment adjacent to mine who were having a blast watching the Super Bowl while I had movers bringing all of my shit into my apartment. They just decided to show up for the entirety of the Super Bowl. I pretty much missed all of it. But man, I heard just what an exciting game. Oh, what an wow, exciting there were all the commercials <laughs> people keep talking about. All that that weekend performance. Everyone is just like, oh, better than Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. than <laughs> Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. It was just a Everyone constant screeching of approval. My name is Molly <laughs> Neffel, and I never know while I'm while I'm watching something whether it whether other people will think it is good or not. And I like big choreography. And so I was like, I kind of like the dancing. But my thing with The weekend is I just like enjoy him when I hear him. Yes. And I don't feel very strongly one way or the other. Yes. I am kind of just like nonplussed. I have heard that his early stuff is very dark and good. I yeah. enjoy the early stuff. I enjoy the bops as well. But I guess yeah, you're going to have him. that many amazing dancers I guess do more with them. I felt like it was a little like, if you've got that many amazing dancers, do like uh, some flippies. I, I don't know. I know nothing about, but I will say I was watching <laughs> it with flippies. Natalie. I was watching and who is a dancer. And she did say that they were sorely underusing these performers. But I imagine it had a lot to do, of course, with the fucking pandemic and the fact that nobody can get close to anybody. So I would assume that that is part of the reason. I felt the same way. I was like, why are they not having sex on the stage right now? And then I realized. Oh, watch it. <laughs> I'd watch him kiss all of them. So this is coming right after the fact. So we've been watching The weekend 
do the face bandage thing for <laughs> I love, a while. I, I love that, too. I, I think a lot of people are just so eye-rolly about the face bandage thing because I think we've seen so much of this, like, pop star doing, like, big art artful things with which their also, aesthetic, I which I like. Do something different. I think that's awesome. Something that doesn't work about this, unless I guess, I'm sure if you're like a weekend super fan, it's the lore behind the face stuff is really cool and interesting. And we even talked about it. I mean, we talked about it for a celebrity conspiracy, and I've already forgotten what I told you guys about it. Yeah, that was same. With, I was like, is this news to me? Oh, I guess I knew that bandage thing. <laughs> it was just, I, I didn't, I was like, at first I was like, oh, the dancers are wearing masks. That's nice. They're stylized masks for pandemic. And then I realized it was like a deeper weekend reference. Yes. Yeah, again, it was just kind of like a, I feel like the key to a good Super Bowl performance, um, if it's not going to be like Beyonce, is that it has to be somebody who, like my experience, every Super Bowl performance, like when it's not Beyonce or uh, Katy Perry or Lady Gaga, is being like, I don't really know this person's music. And then they go, and then I realize I know every song. You know all the music. So on that level, the weekend, it was like, okay, these are like fun dance songs that like everybody knows. Yes. And, but, but, but it didn't like, I didn't having any deeper knowledge of the weekend was like a barrier of entry to me to understand any of the other references, you know? Yes. It was a bit of a hymen of a Super Bowl performance. (laughs) I saw that vibe coming from a lot of like very alienated older people on Twitter and things like that. Just being like, what the fuck even, what even was that? Like, I, I, I agree. I think that it's like, if you're in his position, I mean, and I'm, I'm watching it right now and there is a lot of spectacle, but I don't know. It's like you got to do something that just grabs those people. And instead, I think it was a bunch of choices that just makes people go like, I don't know what this is or care. Yes. And I think that it's so. So if you're not familiar, The Weeknd has been doing this performance art for his album After Hours that it started off with like a bloody nose and then he ended up coming out with like a fully bandaged face and then he showed a fake plastic surgery face and everyone's like oh my god is that really what he looks like now which obviously it's not it was all a performance art piece for his album and he said that he came out last week and he said The significance of the entire head bandages is reflecting on the absurd culture of Hollywood celebrity and people manipulating themselves for superficial reasons to please and be validated. I understand that. It's so done, but that's been done. It's just so done. I hate to say that. Yeah. But also at the end of the day. Plastic surgery is your target? Come on now. Who cares? Even when, even, even kind of when St. Vincent did Lost Ageless, the song is just good enough for me to like be down with it. But even then I'm just kind of like, we've seen the plat. Yes. We get they it. They love the plastic surgery in the LA. It's a thing. <laughs> we see it. We get it. I mean, at the same time, we're also researching Cher. And I believe that she said, yeah, I've had work done. If I want to put my tits on my back, I can. Oh. And you know what? She's right. <laughs> the best. If you want to put your tits on your back, you can. <laughs> and do whatever the hell you want. It is. It. But at the end of the day, I guess I, I feel weird as someone that also, you know, I would definitely get work done. I'm not uh, adverse to it. I don't judge people for doing it. I, I I completely understand. But at the end of the day, he takes all of that off. And he's a sexy, fine 30-year-old who is a millionaire, a multimillionaire. <laughs> right. So right. Yeah. I don't see really, like, what did you do then? What did you change? 
you said what you had to say, but I don't think that anyone is different because of it. But, you know, to each their own. He put seven million of his own money into doing the Super Bowl because we all know that the performers usually have to pay to make their own Super Bowl shows. So I really thought he was going to do something nuts with it or something really truly because they kept saying like this is a groundbreaking Super Bowl halftime show and it's because there was no one in the audience really or it was at like 20% capacity so they had some stuff set up in the in the stands like they would when you do a concert in a sports arena Mm. is that I mean you're right they haven't done it during a halftime show but is that that ground Breaking at the, I mean, I can't do it. So maybe who am I to say? I don't know. I don't think that it was technically a groundbreaking performance, but neither was the game, which I had to explain. I was like, I thought Tom Brady was up in the, isn't he a badman on the badman's team? And then I had to be told because again, I kept making my Tony Dungy jokes and no one liked my Tony Dungy jokes. <laughs> You are always rem- a blast at Super Bowl. About the Super Bowl right Jackie now? is always, as we've just heard, a very fun addition to anyone's Super Bowl party. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. What are you talking about? I brought the dips. I made the dips and I brought the dips to our pod's <laughs> Super Bowl party. Tell me about your dips. Oh, well, you know, I, I feel a yeah, little basic here, but I make a buffalo chicken dip. That's pretty fucking mean. It's necessary. It's a great dip. To. Don't apologize. And then I also made a warm, I, I, it's referred to loosely as a Texas trash dip. That was like a warm, I made my own refried beans. I made like a warm bean and cheese dip. And does it have an old can in it or some sort of garbage inside of it? Yes. Actually, it's got goat hair in it. Because I was like, well, what would eat the cans? Oh, the goat would eat the cans, but I don't want to put the goat in it. So I just sprinkle it right on top. Bit of a witch's brew, one might Ooh, say. Ooh, brew More Uh-oh. like, yeah, brew. That's what I call my squirty now. is coming for you. If Mary doesn't name the episode Brewhoo-ha, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anybody. I am just going to go ahead and say congratulations to the three of us for honestly filling this much time about what was a very uninteresting event, I would say, at the end of the day. Yeah, we got nine minutes. Yeah, there was a streaker, the guy. But I was so sad because I saw Kissel jump up and scream because he's like, there's a streaker. And I come inside because we were sitting out by the fire pit. Like, we see each other. We stare at each other once a week. I don't need, you know, I don't really care. And the streaker wasn't even naked. Mm. I, if you're going to be a streaker, be naked. I still don't understand. It's like, I get it. You shouldn't do that in front of the kids. I understand. But I still think streaking is fun. And I, I think it's sad when people get arrested for streaking. Is that a, is that a bad thing to say? No, no, I agree. Because it doesn't ever seem at all. I guess it would be distressing for a child. But at the end of the day, there's nothing like sexual about it. It is always, you want the most oafish human being possible to be out there running naked. I mean, it's not like you don't want to see like somebody ripped and like toned streaking. You want to see somebody with a big old beer gut and like (laughs) a ridiculous (laughs) specimen. Yeah. Who will never be able to outrun the cops. So you get to see that fun face plant as well. I love it. Have you ever streaked? I only had a streak once. I streaked after losing a beer pong game and I had to take off all my clothes and run around the house three times. Oh my god! Um, wow. I only never. But then they were dips. giving me drinks as I would oh, go. Okay, you that's know? nice. That sounds pretty fun. 
How many people were present? A good amount. <laughs> really? This was yeah, after this was I at Kepper's old face in Florida of State. <laughs> of course it was. At the House of Cuties. And that's what you would do. I was dressed, I was on a, some sort of ninja team. I was dressed in all black. So I did it. <laughs> I was fine with it. I loved it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never skinny dipped. I've never streaked. I am lame and I should probably just curl up into a ball until I cease to exist. It's not lame. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> Whenever anyone is like... Oh, let's go naked into the hot tub. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't show my body to people. <laughs> I get it. I completely get it. I'm not the. I'm not. You know. I think it depends on if it's like my dignity on the line. Then I'm completely down. And um, you know, I've watched some late night videos where those things. It's the same way when I watch like sex on the beach videos or like ex- uh, exhibitionist videos. I'm like, I've also had sex on a beach, and I never want to do it ever again. Sex on a beach is horrible. You get sand and everything, and you're trying, and you just get like sand burns on your knees. Like it's a nightmare. But I'll watch it anytime, and I'll drink one. At, on any day. Oh, sex on, would you? Yes. Yeah, Aren't they really beach. sugary? I think people should do it. I think people should be naked more. It's just, yes. I think my reluctance to do so is society's problem. Just like plastic surgery is society's problem, not the individual people who get it the weekend. Relax, stop targeting <laughs> people for trying to live up to our, the standards that they're forced to live under. I don't yes. even have that take. I'm just li- so bored at the, like we went through the obsession and LA's obsession with plastics. I mean, when was Nip Tuck? A decade ago? Oh my God, I loved Nip I loved yeah, that show. Love <laughs> I love Nip Tuck. Should we do a Nip Tuck rewatch? Is that what we're talking about I'm right now? I'm totally in. I think Ooh. it's on Hulu. Yes. Yeah, I'm totally in. Um, but then this is the thing. So then, or you can take that idea and really flip it on its head, like Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton did in their Super Bowl ad. That was cute. Because they take what doesn't make uh, make any sense to anyone, which is the relationship between Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. And I watched, I loved it because Molly hit me up and was just like, Jackie, did you love the the <laughs> Super Bowl commercial between Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton? And you know what? I watched it multiple times and I wish I wasn't so in love with Blake Shelton. I really wish I, I wasn't. I don't know what it is. I was a Scrooge. At first, Okay, so I wasn't paying close attention when I watched it. And then I, I just saw the beginning and it was like Gwen Stefani is single and she's and I was like screaming, is, did Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton break up? I spent like the first half of the commercial screaming, like why is Gwen Stefani saying she's single? And then Blake Shelton showed up. And so my first viewing, I was just kind of appalled at their existence as I always am. But then upon a second viewing, I have to admit, Scrooge that I am, I, I even I had to admit it was actually extremely cute. Really it's honestly cute. too, and I hate to give like copywriters their due, but very good writing on that commercial. It was well. a great super <laughs> well yeah. that was filled with very weird Super Bowl ads. Mm. That one was actually a, a shining star because if you didn't see it, it was essentially Gwen Stefani was talking over FaceTime on a bad connection to Adam Levine. To Adam Levine. Because in The Voice, which I also watched for way too long, they have a running joke that Adam Levine and Blake Shelton don't like each other. Like they rib each other all the time. So the commercial commercial is Gwen Stefani asking Adam Levine for a boyfriend and she said 
Um, what she actually said was, I'm sick of L.A. guys. I want someone completely different, maybe someone from another country and someone cultured and sensitive and who's not threatened by a strong, confident woman. And what Adam Levine hears is, I want someone completely country, uncultured and threatened by a strong, confident woman. And Blake Shelton walks up and he goes, I got the guy for you. And I thought it was cute because I want to <laughs> kiss Blake Shelton. And I, I used to really struggle with this <laughs> but i think it's cute is it kind of a backwards retroactive dig to miranda lambert to suggest she isn't a strong confident woman because that's who oh, he was with before i don't know spicy that was, that is spicy i mean i know that they had a difficult divorce so who knows i don't think he would be that petty though uh, I just want to throw this out there just to make all of us feel really old. Uh, Nip Tuck definitely premiered in 2003. It is almost two decades old. No! Yikes. It's not! I remember watching that show like it was yesterday. Oh. No, it's not! <laughs> and, it is, and it is available on Hulu, it looks like, too. So maybe a rewatch is uh, in order uh, for that. But, oh my God, I couldn't believe when I saw that. Either way. Um, that hurts my chest. Um, it hurts my chest almost as how many times I watched the music trailer we have Ooh. to we i didn't Ooh. talk about it we chose not to talk about the sea of movie when the like <sighs> teaser trailer came out in november because i love sia and i was very sad about it but now <laughs> the fact that kate hudson has been nominated for a golden globe for it why did kate hudson say yes to this like when it was kate i was like okay maybe this is just like a sia and maddie ziegler vehicle and then when i realized kate hudson was there i was like how did someone not sit her down and be like okay so kate hudson here's the deal uh, turns out um, autistic people can actually speak for themselves, and a lot of them do not think this is cool. Uh, there's a yes. whole thing right now, a conversation <laughs> around non-disabled people playing disabled people, and the consensus seems to be evolving that it is not great because not there are great. disabled actors. Has but how are these actors going to get their Oscars? How are they going to get their Oscars, Molly? And they have to do it. You know it. Come on. We saw Tropic of Thunder. We, we've seen this. It by left foot. It is a choice from 25 years ago to be like, I will be in the movie about disabled people, so I will get an Oscar that is that features, crucially, the crucial thing here. Of course, there should be movies about people with disabilities. There are actors with disabilities who can play characters with disabilities and again if or you've been at least, alive at least do some research if you're not going to use a person with a disability to play a person with a disability in the movie do at least more than 20 minutes of research which I think is <laughs> all Sia did right. uh, Oh, how do you even, like, I am not even an extremely online person. I am barely keeping up with my own pop culture podcast. But how do you not know that there is, like, a large, how do you make an entire movie about something that there is a large conversation about, like, maybe we should stop the kind of gross trend of having uh, people without disabilities play people with disabilities. Like maybe, how do you miss that? Like literally how, I understand how Sia missed it because she is the producer, the everything on it. And I understand how Maddie Ziegler missed it because she's not an actor, but like, how does Kate Hudson miss it? I just don't get how nobody along the way was like, so this is actually like, we might have like a big, 
uh, there's like a big thing we're doing that we might not want to do. Like, I just don't understand how you can get this far and not <laughs> understand that this I is hate all. to I hate to say this because every bad things I like, I feel like Sia kind of brought me back to pop music even before Taylor Swift and all and this I kind of stuff. Like, Sia. I love She's Sia. amazing. I love her music She's so much. She's so good. I think I really got into my, like, adult pop phase be- all because of her. And so everything said bad about her hurts a little bit. But that said, I think they all thought they were being really brave and doing something yeah. really amazing for the world. I think that they all thought right. they were being these amazing people giving something great to the land. <laughs> I also I think you're right. And we've talked about this. We talked about this on Talking TV when it comes to the movie Soul. There are times when the Internet gets very upset. And like so, stick up their ass about something that I'm like, well, guys, we could probably cool out a little bit. And I, I guess I kind of thought that that was what this category, like I didn't realize what this movie was until I watched the trailer. And I immediately was like, oh, no, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. But then we were talking about this right before we started recording. And then you hit the music video part of this because also... Pause this if you haven't yet. Watch the music trailer if you're able to. Or don't, yeah, just or maybe watch, don't, go I watch mean, it. Or, or just maybe know, don't, I guess. It's... But it makes sense because <laughs> Sia had never directed anything before, but she directs a lot of her big music videos. She does a great Which job at that. Which are incredible. I, yes. I, I, and, I, I, and this is going to be all of Sia's music done with Labyrinth, who I also like their collaborations as well. So I bet the music is going to be great. And he thinks it's gonna that be the worst movie with the best soundtrack. I know. And originally, when she first wrote it, and she's been working on this for years, by the way, when she first <laughs> wrote it, she wanted it to just be a drama with no musical element. Can you even imagine? Can, at I least can't. I can handle the music parts of it, but I think I have to watch this movie. I think I have to the, see it when it comes out. The experience of watching the trailer, especially if you like Sia, is is going to be really tough for you because it's it tough. is a, an incredibly difficult trailer to watch. It's like, like Maddie Ziegler is doing this, like I, I do not think a uh, respectful portrayal of a character with autism. It's really um, not it's just okay. Like, it's not okay. It's just like, it just screams not Okay. And then the music hits and the dancing comes in and you're just like, yeah, like it, it is, it, you cannot, it's like, Sia is so good. Her music is so good. The dancing is so good. Maddie Ziegler is such a good dancer. And so I found my body being like, I want to enjoy this. And my brain was like screaming like, no, no, it's very no. jarring. It's also <laughs> just, again, going back to this vibe I was giving out about the weekend and being like, haven't we seen this before? I mean, the concept of someone with a disability escaping into this magical realism of these big musical numbers. I saw it with Dancer in the Dark. I've seen it probably in four other things that I, I can't even think of off the top of my head. It's not a new concept. So again, like nothing here is novel. I totally get why she chose Maddie. A, Maddie is her number one gal, always has been, is yes. like the representation of she's her. She's a great dancer. All of her stuff. And she's Fantastic. a movement expert. So I think she was thinking like, oh, she could like, take on all of the facial and physical things, ticks and things that autistic people have. I'm not defending this at all. I'm just talking about the thought process here and how she fucked up. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> one of those where it's like, 
Um, and then it was so I, I was we I think mentioned it before, but I, it was really funny because in the email Jackie said she was like, "How did no one stop her?" And then there was a link right under that, and I clicked on it. And then first thing it was the Wikipedia page. The first thing I saw before I got to development process was produced by Sia, directed by Sia, written by Sia. It was just Sia, Sia, Sia all the way down, and like that's how it happens. You just get so much money, you can fund your own thing. You're riding the wave of like. I'm doing something amazing for for the world right now. You're riding that wave. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I think you can get so up in that. Because I've been there before. I've thought, I thought people were going to love that I was a T-Swift fan. You know what I mean? I literally thought people were going to fucking be like, yay! And like come out and like give me wreaths because I'm a grown-ass dude who like super <laughs> loves T-Swift. That was not the reaction I got. And this is on a completely <laughs> different level than that. But like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just get it in your head like the reaction the world's going to have and you're in a, vo- a, 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 a vacuum. You know what I mean? And I think yes. that, and, and you're right, Holden, in terms of like there are so many like the type of movie of like, right, like kind of magical disabled people has been done. And I think (laughs) generally been done poorly. Um, I think that you could make an argument that Sia could have made this movie in collaboration, right. With like an autistic co-writer, right. Like, and, and again, an autistic actor, like, uh, like, you could I, like the the again her her vision you know her art is incredible like you could make a non condescending um like non dehumanizing version of this if you're trying to do something kind of interesting and again not kind of like super otherizing condescending thing about like uh you know the the cool, interesting things about the way people with disabilities see the world differently. Like, okay. But again, it just can't be just see it. It's, it's just such a sad mistake because I want to, <laughs> I want to root for her. Mistake number two, she immediately comes out and I made this mistake as well, by the way, immediately comes out <laughs> when people come after her on the onset and just immediately defends herself. And I think again, that comes from a guttural place of like hurt of like, I thought I was doing something great for the world. I am damn it. And none of you mean Twitter meanies are going to, and then it's like, no, as time goes by and she has finally apologized at least. But I think that's the second bad look. Because sometimes you just kind of get thrown off by internet criticism and your immediate reaction is to be like, I'm right, you're wrong. And then you're like, oh, wait, yeah, actually, you are kind of right. And I should make a pivot here as a, and be yes. reasonable as instead of just immediately defending my honor, which I get like that all the time. You know what I mean? I, I, I've, well, I've been like that on streams like and stuff. Her baby. Seconds. She's been working on it. She's been editing it also herself while working on this for years. So I do also understand that when you've been working on something for so long and you're so blind to how other people see it. But this is such a gross misstep of uh, of creation. That's what I'm referring to it as, a gross <laughs> misstep of creation. <laughs> I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. 
At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. There's probably good. There's probably like good work in there to be proud of too. There's probably really good musical numbers. There's probably real. I mean, I already could tell that one song was even though it was a little too right. ooey gooey, but it was pretty solid. And so there's probably actual good work in this, but it's all mucked up by this. <laughs> by like God, and and also the just entire plot. The playing <gasps> the 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 straight. I mean, it's been lampooned. Like we, like I just mentioned in, in Tropic Thunder, right? It, it's, it's, and that was how many years ago? Again, to make us feel old, at least a decade ago. It was a lampooned thing. It was a thing we completely made fun of, like actors, non-disability actors, like going for that disability look. And, and it really does look like the way, I, I mean, the cringiest part is whenever you see Maddie, you're just like, oh, like just, it's so awkward. It's so cringy. You're just... Get, it's just so bad. It's because it's just become such a staple of a joke that we've, you know, that we've been through before. There's just no, I just, I can't. I'm so sad about it. It's just <laughs> between, it's, it's like these kind of things. Again, she's nominated for a Golden Globe for it. And then you see the movies I watch. I can't bring myself to watch The Prom. I've watched the trailer I, I twice. Can't, J- James Corden. Again, the Golden Globes, because this actually has been a lot of controversy this year, as there always is, because, oh, they didn't nominate the people of color who should have been nominated. What a fucking shocker. But this year is so out of touch. James Corden was, I saw nothing but criticism about his performance as being an absolute caricature of a gay man. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah, sort of. It's hard to... Jackie, stop making me watch these trailers. I know. I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm upset about it. I'm upset that it's getting accolades. Wait, tell me about it. Tell me about it because I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> the trailer is rough. It is. It is. I. I can see what they were trying to do with the movie, and I think that they did it very poorly. Where the magical liberals came. To a, and like and also James Corden who plays a gay man and a very stereotypically tone deaf like I know it's a musical I get it I know that it's supposed to be caricatures of people why is he nominated for a fucking Golden Globe all right but sorry I'm upset about it and they come to a a small town that essentially won't allow a young girl and her girlfriend go to the prom so the prom is canceled because of it and then i don't i honestly didn't look too far into it i've just seen the trailers that divas from new york come to show the town how it's done and Uh. it's supposed to be more of a i guess current day footloose of sorts Mm. um i can't i won't watch it (laughs) i cannot watch it i won't watch it and I maybe I shouldn't be making these judgments based on the fact of how I feel about the trailer, but I won't watch it. <laughs> and I'm mad about it because then, sorry, I need to look up the name of this show real quick. You you may speak. You may speak. Uh, birds sound like this. Ah, ah, ah. Dogs sound like this. Arr, 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 arr. 
pig sound like this. Oink, oink. Hey, I'm a piggy. This oink, is oink. your vamping. This is your eye vamp all day, all day long. And this is your vamping? Right. If you didn't find and that this entertaining. This is what happens if Jackie's ever not on the call and it's just me and Holden. He just does that until <laughs> Jackie comes on. And Molly's just like, yay, 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 yay. Because Molly needs baby time. Molly's so used to taking care of babies. Molly needs to be the baby for a little bit, which, which I appreciate. I, couldn't, I just couldn't remember the name of the show that I wanted to talk about. Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You. Yes, I knew, you're, I knew that was series. the show you were looking up. I just yeah. couldn't remember. I, it's a, I May Destroy You is just such a name that I always forget. I also couldn't, or I would have said the name. <laughs> was such an amazing show. Why was that not nominated? I know that has nothing to do with the prom. I know that 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 James Corden was nominated because they're like, oh, there weren't a whole lot of musicals and or comedies this year, which there's there were at least some that came out. You could have looked a little bit further, <laughs> but I may destroy you, which is if you have not watched it on HBO, I cannot recommend it. it trigger warning. It is very upsetting and it definitely I took me a while to watch some of the episodes. Um, it is a it is a show about an experience she had of sexual assault and then dealing with it. And it's it's an amazing show, and I can't believe. I'm sorry, we don't need to go down the whole Golden Globes. I I boycotted it this year. I'm boycotting it. <laughs> yeah, I'm boycotting it this year. Of all the years, look just a little bit further. I'm sure it's gonna be a fascinating ceremony. With it's gonna be as entertaining as the Emmys were this year, and that Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, it's, everything's just bangers this year when it comes <laughs> to big live TV events. Just they're real. You know what? I understand they have to try and keep going. They're trying to keep some level of the things that people are have been trying to achieve for all of their life. They don't want to throw that down the toilet by just you know nominating James Corden from the prom, but they are. That's what they're doing. Well, I, d- I just feel like there's this this interesting thing happening with like with you know award shows or whatever where it's like there there is not enough, but yet there there is still more and more and more like extremely high quality uh, shows being made that like feature you know um, you know people of color, queer people that are like written by them like the the. The, as the quality and the representation goes up, but yet the, the the award show kind of status quo just stays the same. And so, so what was always um, like a glaring mistake made by award shows is now just more and more obvious because the quality of the work is just like you know just leaps and bounds ahead. You know, like and so I, I yeah the, the, to watch the what what's happening with the I made destroy you stuff is just like it's like. There's just two different planets going on, right? In terms of the quality. Yes. I think, I think we need a new award show entirely. Like Let's someone just needs to come it. out with a new TV or or one of these kind of Golden Globes is kind of everything that's just like reset. Just reset the clock, get a whole new group of people, get a super inclusive group of people to be on the board. You know what I mean? Yeah, if anything, like I feel like I usually enjoy like the MTV Movie Awards more because it's done by people who actually like watch you know, the movies. Yeah, watch the movies <laughs> and have like heard of things like you know 
why diversity is important. Yeah, it's like anybody who who technically shouldn't be allowed to drive anymore shouldn't be allowed to choose what like the best <laughs> TV show is of the year. Like that's not fair for most people on in the country. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, and especially it's just well, especially when there are shows like Framing Britney Spears hey! coming out. Yeah. And of course, had to watch it, and I couldn't stop myself because now I do feel like I am, um, like a, a side pro. I have a, as if I have a small time job. What's wrong with my brain? Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> Lift up your arms and shake them just to make sure am you're not I, having a stroke. Whoa, okay, good. All right, you're not having a stroke. I think that's how you test if you're having a stroke. But either way, <laughs> part-time uh, a part-time job. job part-time job. A side person <laughs> employment, I believe, is what you were trying to say. Um, being obsessed with Britney Spears <laughs> or what's going on with Britney Spears. And poor Jeff, who did not listen to the three-hour pop history episodes, uh, the three installments of pop history that we do because he had to deal with me inside of quarantine for a month and a half talking about Britney Spears. And he definitely hit a point that he's like, I love you and I appreciate your obsession, but um, you got to cool out. That was last July. You know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. So I was truly obsessed with Britney Spears. So watching Framing Britney Spears, which they did a great job, but I did have to keep pausing it to, like, fill in more information of what I felt was more necessary that they should have included. And I didn't enjoy the whole second half of it that I felt that they should have really explained further of what was going on. And I'm glad they got into the conservatorship, but it is – I – still feel and if you listen to the pop history episodes you will know this i do think that the hashtag free britney people are unfortunately um speaking for her as well in a way that they don't know exactly what she wants they're not talking to britney spears britney spears is not involved in framing britney spears so it's very easy to create a narrative of what is good for a person when they're not involved. And this is what the issue has been the entire time, is that she wants to be in control and she wants to be able to say what she needs and what she wants, but everyone speaks for her. And I'm doing it right now. <laughs> that is the interesting thing, right? Because even people who get involved in the fight, the Free yes. Britney movement, are kind of fucked up too, or, or, or kind of not necessarily helping as well. And also, but I do want to throw in there, Jackie, I'm proud of us. I think we did a really good job covering this that topic. And um, thanks again to Brooke and McKenzie, who really helped open the doors for us on the whole trial and the dirty details the of the conservatorship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, I, I just think, I think, check out our three-parter. If you enjoyed the Britney Spears doc, definitely check out our three-parter on Britney Spears if you haven't already, because I do think we do fill in a lot of blanks and we do speak towards this issue where, again, oh my God, this connects to the Sia thing. I think it's a bunch of people who think they're doing something great for the yes. world and they get super involved in this thing and then they can't take a step back and actually see how they're completely hurting the situation and and like you said speaking for her which is what the problem so so yeah really fascinating stuff 
This episode's interesting, Jackie and Molly. <laughs> <laughs> We're making connections the weekend, the face mask. We got things surgery. to say. We got things to say, son. I was going to say something similar about how it connects to Sia in that I'm trying to find the, the tweet now, but there was other like disability advocates being like, the, the conservative conservatorship is actually like a huge problem um, like that this that the the documentary is bringing up right because like there's a lot of disability ad, uh, advocates who say that like people with disabilities and mental illness and whatnot still should be able to like they shouldn't be able to have everything seized from them like this and so it actually connects to like a much bigger problem like with the um, you know, the law talk and stuff, which is not my area of expertise. But it, it, the that has been a super interesting response to the Britney stuff is like, I think I want to find, I, it was like the ACLU or some other like huge legal organization being like, this documentary is actually highlighting a much bigger problem of like conservative, or conser- I cannot say that fucking it's word. It's a hard, shitty word to say. It's a shitty word. Let's just be honest. just want to keep going. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> conservatorships. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I'm talking to two people who have are having minor I'm going to say my, maybe... My brain's not working. Yeah, it's water or something. I talked I don't to know. my therapist about it already. My therapist <laughs> said, yes, we're all hitting another wall because she's like, you. She's like, don't you specifically remember where you were last year watching the Super Bowl? It's because we're coming up on the year anniversary and ta- thinking yes. of, and like having to deal with how much our lives have changed in a year. And so I've been talking about it a lot in therapy. We're hitting another wall and it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> you are not crazy. It's been a rough year. Um, but that's separate. What I did think it was really good in the uh, framing Britney Spears documentary, they did. I think they did a great job with the research. I think it was a really important and cogent point to bring up, which Molly, I think you just touched on, is that when they said there has never been a conservatorship overthrown by a conservatee ever, and and the, wow. that should be that's, spoken about yeah. that sh- there should wild. be something like the the fact that they went over and over again about like Britney Spears is not only paying for her entire legal team but also the illegal the legal team of the person that she's suing and trying to achieve so it is she's like she could just also be drained of money the fact that she didn't do the last of her tour the tour that she decided that she wasn't going to do. And she told her father, I will not perform again until you are not the head of the conservatorship. She's already working on it. And people that are getting in the way, which again, I think it mean they mean well. But like last year, last July, when all of the protesters swarmed the Zoom trial and then her team couldn't get into the Zoom trial. Yeah, so they had to have a mistrial. That's the best example of... of- like fuckery, just not. She's exactly. trying to fight it. Yeah, especially. It's so sorry. Now I'm getting, I'm getting heated again. This is what I did while we watched Framing Britney Spears, <laughs> and Jeff was like, "I know, I know." But then, like, <laughs> given like this woman's experience, this woman's entire experience is like, I can't even get into the car with my infant baby without being swarmed. That I then the idea of swarming her fucking trial is just like, stop swarming her. This yeah, is the it's thing. Not swarming. It's not. We're not killing bees. It's not Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> No, and we're not in the Wicker Man either. Oh, how many bees references what can we make? <laughs> but, but we also have to say that Craig Ferguson. Oh my uh, God. Craig Ferguson's yes. clip talking about her at the time, like being like, "I am not going to make jokes about her anymore. We should be making jokes about powerful people." And this kid is a 
is a kid. She's a baby. She's only 25. She's got two little kids. This is not funny. People are dying. It's so fucking good. If you haven't yeah. seen Craig Ferguson talk about why he's not going to joke about Britney Spears, it is incredible. And it was in 2007. Just look up Craig Ferguson, Britney Spears, 2007. And he spoke as an addict, as someone that has gone through. And he's like the lowest talking about the lowest parts of my life. That if that had been recorded and and just decimated, there's a clip in Framing Britney Spears, a family feud, and the the title of this part of the game was name things that Britney Spears has lost. And people are like, her hair, her sanity, her husband, her career. Jesus. Like that. I'm just glad that we as a society have grown. We have grown, To a point that m- movies like music probably shouldn't exist anymore. You know, it's like, it's like we, <laughs> we went we, through a phase, and I, I kind of called the, like, I kind of attribute it to Perez Hilton, though I don't, not, I'd have to actually, like, go look at the history of it, but I call it, like, the Perez Hilton phase where we decided celebrities were there for the mocking, and they were, like, for some reason, we just convinced ourselves, again, that, like, this is funny, up. and this is stupid, and, like, yes. Okay, like they're rich and they have everything, so it's fine that they get harassed every single day of their lives by photographers. Like, and and there was just this weird, cynical, shitty phase that we went through in pop culture. And I remember it because I was working at Getty Images. Uh, I was like in the mid to late two thousands, right? Yeah, because her meltdown was like oh eight, right? It was like late two thousands. There was just a weird ass time in celebrity culture. And it, and it, again, I think that you should be allowed to make jokes. But it's like, think of your moral character. Yeah. Think about, like, it's like, right. would you, again, we make jokes about Goop because Goop is Goop and Goop is perfect and Goop is, but if right. she had, the way that I feel about Kanye, yeah. there should right. be, the conversation should be about his mental illness. It yeah. should be, that should be at least included in what we talk about when we are referring to how crazy some of the things he says are. Right. Because it's not right. crazy. It, he has... He has a he has a mental illness, and that should be a part of the conversation. Yeah, I, it is right again to speak towards that time. I mean, this was a time period when a sex tape would come out uh, totally against the person's wishes. I mean, allegedly or whatever, who knows? But um, and then we would like love that and think it was hilarious and, yeah. and yeah, pass like it around. Craig Ferguson's Craig Ferguson's joke was like Anna Nicole Smith. I mean, it wasn't a joke, but in his monologue, he says Anna Nicole Smith died, and people yeah. in the audience laugh. And he goes, there was a laugh. "That's He's not like, a joke." I mean, she he was died. like he was like doing a he was kind of in the monologue format, so, and he was previously doing comedy. So sometimes people are yeah, just, fair to oh, the audience yeah. for being like, "Are we laughing?" But he's like, yeah. "That's actually not a joke." Like, yeah. and right, I think that with uh, obviously celebrity gas culture, we shit on people yeah. here all the time, right? But like we do it with Ben Affleck. But like, right, I think that the 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 idea is have like some some moral framing where it's like, right, are you, let's let, like, it is a different time now than the Perez Hilton era of like, recognize if somebody is, right, if, if somebody is suffering from addiction, mental illness, personal tragedies, right, like that that is not what you go after them for, uh, you know, and, 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 Right, I think that get more we, creative. It is with a better it. world in some ways. Music is still being made, but yes, um, I, th- I think. But it's things like that when I, it's like I used to say that when people would say when people say shitty things about me, it's like get creative with it at least. Yeah. You know how many people have called me fat? I'm aware I'm fat. Get better at it. 
Yeah, like like people come at me with great stuff like spineless turd or See, that's you know <laughs> up, up, upside turds down don't dick. have spines in the first place. And exactly. if they did, pooping would be a much different experience. Backwards jointed <laughs> elbows, they've called me, and just all sorts <laughs> also, of interesting though, things. Speaking of donkeys, <laughs> because I can't call you a donkey, I guess. What? I appreciate everyone reaching out and letting me know oh, that the Ben yeah. Affleck thing. Is apparently, I didn't know. I didn't know. If you're from Massachusetts, you either love Dunkin' Donuts or you're a shithead. And that is apparently the thing. I had, I, I and I but grew also, up in New York. I had no idea. Dunkin' Donuts are everywhere. It's like, oh, Dunkin' Donuts is just a thing. Yeah, but we weren't saying, like, it's impo- It's insane that Ben Affleck is. I think the funnier part, well, at least if the blind item's true, is that Dunkin' Donuts is directly paying him to advertise the product. Whether or not he loves the product is not, is besides the point. The uh, fact yeah, that he that's humorously and, right. always is holding a Dunkin' Donuts, like, iced coffee while his, like, he's, like, fumbling with packages and stuff <laughs> get that because he knows that's what's going to land him on the you know in the gossip rack I needed to know I didn't know those things and it was just so funny the about because y'all are the best and and I appreciate anyone that wrote into page seven podcast at gmail.com about it because uh because it was like no one said it in like a Jackie you're a fucking idiot I really appreciate it of like the actual (laughs) explanation spineless turd spineless turd Jackie Zabrowski (laughs) and which I would accept I'm fine with Turds, by the way, most turds don't have spines. Yeah, Duh. that's what I'd say. That's what I'm saying in response. <laughs> so it's a double um, on whatever oxy you're a moron. I am. <laughs> See, you got to get better at the I'm, responses. No, I'm that. having bad brain time. Oh, now you're having bad brain. Oh, oh, now you're. Doesn't feel so good, does it? Doesn't feel good. It uh, me not shake good now. Bad time podcast <laughs> content fill time. <laughs> Sorry, I also just remembered in that that part of music is that Sia had no! to take out a physically restraining scene that I guess that they tried yes. to like physically restrain music in the movie, so they took it out and she put an apology at in the top of the movie of how you should never physically restrain anyone. Um, and that it doesn't help in a um, a breakdown situation or any situation. And you should know that. It's See just ya. bad territory. It's just I, bad I'm territory. sorry. I just keep oh, thinking about not, it. I can't stop thinking about it. On this. Years and not learn the basics. The basics. What if I like the soundtrack? Does that make me bad? Should I not no. just should I just not listen to it? Because I might enjoy the music. I think it's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's how I feel. I think it's absolutely fine. I think that, you know, you just uh, will listen to the music. We'll try not to give money towards it. She needs to learn a lesson. She does, unfortunately, <laughs> need to learn a lesson from this. And hopefully she does. I think that eating your own words and, and really publicly saying, oh, my Golden Globe nominated movie is, I guess, bad. We're not trying to cancel Sia. We're trying to cancel the movie Music. Yes. Wow. She has had to cancel a bit herself yes. because she had a scene in it that was so inappropriate that she had to be like, e- yikes, I'm so sorry. So if you're at that point, it is time to cancel your own movie. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. 
All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Well, I will say someone might not be eating their own words, but they might be eating a girl. Are you guys ready for the celebrity conspiracy? Oh, for this week? no, Army, ah! do you believe <laughs> that Army Hammer is just straight up a murderer? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is this the, is this what Dumois was talking about? Because again, I obsessed. Dumois is the lady whistledown of our generation. Yes, is this the what Dumois was talking yes. about with the big uh, news story coming out about Army Hammer? Uh, yeah, may, I think so. I think it's I think it's what they're alluding to. This is just the crazy. It's it's a wild conspiracy, but it's a it's a bit fun. I don't know. It's, everyone is saying how Army Hammer is like walking around in the Caribbean, like high fiving people, just like <laughs> everything's great. No shirt on, no really? shoes, drinking his hand, like everything with him is great. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> wait. So, what I I have a I have to find this uh, this I have to read this tweet really quick before you get sure. into it because it ties into our previous conversation. This tweet I've been laughing about for days from uh, Jake Lowenthal who said Army Hammer's existence, darkness aside, feels crafted by the Thirty Rock Riders room. It's like <laughs> if there was a famous actor heir called Dunky Donut, and we were all just like, okay. <laughs> but now I can't hear Army Hammer's name without thinking Dunky Donkey Donut. Donut. <laughs> uh, now. And now, weirdly enough, I'm thinking about Dunkaroos, which I missed Ooh, from my child. Yeah, dip it, dip it in that frosto, boy. Uh, but either way, this actually does again. Thank you so much for everybody who wrote in. I used a lot of your content uh, this week because, of, as per usual, the blind items were also a bit shallow this week. Uh, but I will say this one comes in from Alex, who says, First, just want to say that your podcast is pretty much the only thing keeping me sane these days. So thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you, Alex. And I just also want to say, of course, as with everything uh, that comes with Army Hammer, uh, this one gets a little dark. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord. This from Alex. Here's the theory. But more importantly, I have a celeb conspiracy theory for you that I believe I have seen floating around TikTok and thought it was of grave foreshadowing importance to share. Uh, uh, that the great, great in parentheses foreshadowing because he said the word grave. Uh, so we all know that there are the accusations of Army Hammer being a cannibal that you guys shared on the pod a few weeks ago. There have been some developments in the story lately. His PR team quit a few week, a few days ago, and since then it has come out that Army has been working in construction mid-pandemic while in between acting jobs. During the six months of his employment in construction, ten to fifteen minutes away from the site, the Remains of three different women have been found. And by the way, Jackie, this is out in by Joshua Tree. So it would seem that the only reason his PR agent would quit is because something so absolutely awful is about to service about him. Is he under investigation currently? Could it be that he is actually a murderer? My vote is yes, because there is something very sus going on here, but I would love to hear what you guys think. Thanks for the Among Us uh, uh, reference as well. Uh, con- and then I just wrote construction question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. I had to do a little digging. 
But yes, back in October of 2020, Army Hammer appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live where he talked about fixing up an abandoned motel with a friend in California. He said, it was this kind of abandoned, rundown motel. And I came back from the Cayman Islands where I was where I was during quarantine. And I was like, dude, I have nothing to do. And he was like, do you want to come live with me in this abandoned motel and do construction with me? And so he went. Also, yes, I did essentially confirm the remains have been found not far from the construction site in 2020. And this is what prompted several conspiracy theorists to link them to Hammer. However, nothing else suggests these are connected in any way. There's no actual, like investigation happening I t- from what I can see unless it's top secret but he def I mean how much of a setup for a horror movie is that this rich <laughs> mogul comes back from the Cayman Islands with a lust to kill he ends up out in the desert with his buddy in an abandoned motel where he's quote <laughs> doing construction and then all also just girls remains I just... 10 minutes away you know, I just, yeah. I truly don't <laughs> trust anyone that comes from that kind of generational wealth. I think he's a fucking serial killer. I, I mean, think that he thinks he can get away with absolutely whatever and that he can pay for anything. Don't you remember the fucking jinx? I think that in the same way that it is difficult for me to trust any teenager, um, I do feel the same way about someone with that kind of generational wealth. And they'd have to really prove otherwise. And I think that he's a serial killer. <laughs> Pandemic is a serial killer's gold mine. Everyone's generational masked. wealth, serial killer until proven otherwise. Yes, until proven all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, just ones where it's like lots of rumors. I feel like we should look into it. We should further. look into it. I mean, think about and it. Evidence. I mean, evidence of cannibalism. Think about it. You're yes. a serial killer. You're a serial killer. Or you're ramping up to be one. Everyone has to wear masks. Everyone's desperate. I know it's. Uh, this is very dark, but one of the women was just like on a like fuck pandemic solo road trip you know what i mean just wanted to get the fuck out oh my god are you having a uh you're having a juice bomb aren't you Molly? I am. that's my favorite beer that i had to say goodbye to in new york i feel like you did that to spite me because i moved to la whatever molly were you <laughs> i didn't know i really thought you were talking about my pussy for a second i was like what do you, <laughs> juice know? Bomb, what do you I mean forgot. that was what your nickname in volleyball class I, bomb. I was like i guess but <laughs> no talking about serial killer but it's like not really my thing i uh, am looking at pictures of octorio orphe so maybe that's why i'm getting juicy well uh, hey <laughs> can we get a little juicy on this conspiracy theory what do you think ladies yes yeah i hate to say it but i a hundred percent like actually i mean i wish that it didn't involve you know, people who were dead because I wish it's otherwise it is so funny, but it's not funny because of that. (laughs) (laughs) And, but yeah, a hundred percent, the guy totally like those texts were not just regular sexts. He clearly has abuse issues. That doesn't make you a serial killer, but he clearly loves cannibal play. Doesn't make you a cannibal necessarily. No. Uh, as Jackie said, deeply untrustworthy generational wealth. I think it all adds up. I, I got to say, I I'm actually do think that this... And also, all of those people quitting actually does point to something very, very, very bad. Right? I believe. I, like, really believe. We believe! All right. I, I can't argue with that. I, I, I usually don't weigh in, but... 
I believe so. Uh, we believe. I also do believe in thanking you guys for writing in to page7podcast at gmail.com because <laughs> I got really excited uh, because y'all know I love Groundhog Day. We were talking about Groundhog Day last week. And apparently we're not the only ones that love Groundhog Day. And there is – apparently it's referred to as Armadillo Day in Texas. And Justin wrote in – I just want to say thank you so much okay. adding in possibly a new – character to our groundhog movie that we we're coming up with because bee cave bob the armadillo is what is taken out in texas to find out if it's gonna be wet or more dry i would assume <laughs> i know that there are seasons in parts of texas a very big state i do know that but i think that was like that was like my little joke that was my little joke about it, that they don't have as many seasons. <laughs> but then there's Octario, Octoraro Orphe. That's not a name. Yes, it is. And it's the name of the one true groundhog, Holden. What, does he wield a sword or something? That's ridiculous. Beth that. wrote in. This is great. Beth wrote in. Thank you so much, Beth. Um, Beth grew up about two minutes away from another weather-predicting groundhog, the one also, it's also in Pennsylvania. He's called Octoraro. Octorero, Octorero, Orphe. I hadn't said it aloud until this. Um, I'd just been reading about it. They refer to him as the one true groundhog and are very insistent that he is superior to Punxsutawney Phil. So the lodge that supports Octoraro. What is wrong with me? Octoraro. <laughs> it's a shit Octoraro. name. It's a fucked name. That's Orphe. not you. That's well, not your bad Call him by his last name. Yeah, call him by his last name. Orphy. Orphy. Makes Orphy. Me Mr. Mr. Call him Mr. Orphy. <laughs> Mr. Good God, Orphy. that name is atrocious to say. I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> Mr. Orphy is supported by a men's club, and the men's club also chooses one new member each year to dunk in the creek next to the lodge. It's Pennsylvania in February, so at times this is required cutting a hole in the ice to dunk a grown man in long johns and a top hat in. Did I mention they wear top hats? It's a spectacle, and it's been around since 1908. So thank you so wow. much, Beth, and I'm going to have to try and get out out there to watch it some year because I do you know what I'm a sucker for watching those polar bear dives I think it's a lot of fun I kind of love watching old people be like I'm still strong and I'm like fuck yeah you are and um, that's all I have to say that's my groundhog update but it is time for the list oh, oh who's, who's on, on the list, list? Jackie, Jackie gotta, gotta have, have that list Oh, it is a different new one today. Yes, today I'm talking about food origins that'll make you say, huh, wish I hadn't read that. <laughs> and I had some smiles when it came to reading this because apparently lemons were the hydroxychloroquine, queen, quine? Both. Of the 1918 pandemic. Sure. Lemons became a superfood because jagoff pol politicians, fear-mongering newspapers, and big citrus teamed up to hawk them as a fruit foe to the flu virus. This increased the price of lemons, did exactly jack dingus to ward off the flu, and gave people a false sense of security. But at the same time, great for your metabolism to put a little lemon slice in your water at the beginning of the day. But it doesn't keep the flu away, and it also doesn't keep those damn Nazis off of our Fanta. <laughs> 
Did you know that we have Nazi Germany to blame for Fanta? I don't understand what Fanta. I don't understand why this writer is so against it. I'm not saying that it's the best, but it's it's a delicious mixer at times. Yes. But um, apparently that Nazi Germany, since they'd kind of sort of made mortal enemies with any other country that could get them good Coca-Cola syrup, one poor sap was tasked with making soda out of whatever Germany had lying around. Max Keith was able to make a passable drink out of apples and beet sugar. Yeah, what? Fanta's delicious. This writer needs to relax. Yeah, it's not definitely not bad. No, it's. I mean, Nazis are bad, but Nazis, Fanta by the way, page seven definitely wants to communicate the fact that we feel that Nazis are bad. <laughs> yes, but Fanta's fine. Oh, uh, look at that Fanta? kitty! Sorry, I'm enjoying Molly's yeah, this, cat here. This kitty is really trying to record with me. <laughs> I like it. Get the baby up here. Yeah, does the cat have any hot takes on The Weeknd or Britney Spears? <laughs> is the cat going to start licking its own paws and create aspartame? Because that's what happened when a chemist licked his fingers. Good Dr. job, Jackie. James Schlatter <laughs> was so busy working on an ulcer treatment that he didn't have time to wash his hands between experimentation and paperwork. He licked his finger to turn a page and noticed it tasted good as hell. That's aspartame, baby. So I don't get that part of it because in my head, I'm like, what was on his fingers? Um, was it the ulcer treatment that was on his fingers and he licked it and he thought that tasted good? So does it fight ulcers? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Dr. James Schlatter is the scientist. <laughs> This is a weird one this week. This is a weird one. I liked it. I liked it. You know, I like that our list. Fun. I didn't say it was a bad our one. Our lists are really said it was a weird <laughs> one. Moving away, <laughs> moving away from pop culture. Yeah, what but, is this pop culture? You know, we get we get the pop culture ones sometimes, but then it's like I thought that you needed to know that graham crackers are supposed to suppress your naughty thoughts. <laughs> so the 19th century minister That's Sylvester so boring. That's Graham, such a boring dis- uh, solution invented his special grain biscuit because anything tastier might give you impure thoughts somewhere along the line someone put cinnamon and sugar on top and mankind hasn't stopped porking since i just feel like is this the origin of jizz and the crackers maybe is that where it comes from is the opposite effect maybe did you ever play that game Never played that. I don't. Has anyone really played that game besides like a very Marcus? Marcus. No, they just like he just jerked off in a room with people. I don't think. Oh, okay. He didn't do the cracker cracker part. That's the part. Well, all of it's bad, but I mean, it's not bad. I mean, do whatever you (laughs) want. Arrest arrest me, police. (laughs) Fetish at all? Jerk off? You know, as long as it's fine. But (laughs) I don't think he's proud of that at a moment. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it's it's a moment. I think I think it's just boys will be boys. Let's call him. Let's, Let's call, call him. Marcus, remember when you said that at round table twenty but years first, ago? We should maybe give him a bowl of cornflakes because go- cornflakes are supposed to suppress your desire to jerk off. John Harvey <laughs> Kellogg wanted to realize Sylvester Graham's dream of no one masturbating ever again, so he invented a plain, tasteless flake, scientifically the most unfuckable cereal shape that we might break fast in unhorny peace. I do think that maybe the person writing this took a little liberty. 
when it came I to think that, that they are, I, I see them at the, like, they're actually not at the cracked office. They're probably at, at their studio apartment. They just need a, a, another $60 to literally buy a week's worth of meals. And it. like, this is the result. I get it. Yes. I mean, what do you, I'm the one reading the list, but I did think that it was interesting that the filet fish was made so Roman Catholics would eat could eat garbage food on Fridays. McDonald's introduced ah. their unspeakable fish slab in 1965. <laughs> so Roman Catholics would have no excuse not to buy their burgers on Fridays. It's still an extremely popular item during Lent. And you know what, y'all? Lent is coming up. It is coming up. And are you ready to not care about it? I don't care, but I do know I make lamb on Easter and that's all I care about. I do know my wife gives something up for it every year and I get to deal with that. So that'll be a fun one. And just in case you wanted one more, sushi was originally old fish in fermented rice. Mm. The rice and sushi combo wasn't exactly the all-star tag team we know today. The rice was basically packing peanuts. Fish was wrapped in fermented rice to preserve it for up to a year. Eventually, someone thought to replace gross rice with (laughs) tasty rice that actually could be, you know, eaten and enjoyed. Very fun. Interesting. That was a good one. Isn't it interesting? (laughs) That is interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I forgot that someone that actually works with trout told me last week that um, our conspiracy theory was actually wrong. Oh, and what? How About so? the trout? So I actually, thank you so much, Tyler. I actually studied trout, but never heard about shaking fake and O's of fish. Funnily enough, the scientific name for rainbow trout is, well, I can't say it, but let's say <laughs> the end of it ends in my kiss, abbreviated <laughs> Oh My Kiss. So please pun away at that story, putting the O in Oh My Kiss. Ooh. And I really, and by the way, the English translation of that species name is Lump Nose Rainbow. Another great scientific name, the order of mammals that contains hedgehogs and moles, is Eulophotyphla. This translates to truly fat and blind, which I think is something that could also be referred to me as. And thank you so much, Tyler. And whatever to you back. Um, I uh, am going blind. Good. Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, we can't see him. <laughs> Items, I mean. We can't see him. Um, all right, so here we go. I'm sorry, Molly. I ruined it. I ruined it for both no, of us. I also no, was supposed no, to say, I think I'm did. going, and then I wait for you guys to say blind, yeah, so I think yeah, you guys opted yeah. either way. I think I'm going blind. Items. Oh, we can't oh, see them. So I wanted to give a really quick note about last week's M. Night Shyamalan dildo blind. Uh, shout outs to Fiona, Rihanna, and Heidi for supplying it. And they also just wanted us to know that that dildo ended up living an employee lost and found for months and months because no one wanted to touch it. So thank Aww. you again for that. I, I do I do believe them. And uh, I'm going to blow past the uh, uh, boring, uninteresting blind since we've uh, gone over. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much for that, uh, sparing me that one. Uh, and we'll just get into the good stuff. So this 
this one again and again. Page seven is the number seven. Page seven podcast at gmail.com. I mean, this is all coming in from you guys. And we, we, it really does. It helps us. And also, I just love the interaction and getting to speak through you and your, and your blinds. So this one comes in from Justin from Canada, who also says, thank you for all the laughs. You all are amazing. I love you. Are you Trudeau? <laughs> are you Trudeau? Yeah. Hi, hold on. Are you, are you Castro's son? Oh my God, please let us know. Hi, Holden. My hairdresser told me about an experience he had back in the 90s with this one-hit wonder artist from the 80s. He was flown out from Toronto to LA on the dime of this singer to do the hair for a fashion show the singer was putting on for his underwear line. He was brought up to a penthouse where there were a bunch of women cutting the tags off Fruit of the Loom boxer briefs and gluing David Beckham's face to the crotch. The walls were covered in TVs that were all showing games porn. After an hour, the singer came out of the bathroom, visibly on cocaine, and hugged him. The singer was a notable, uh, has a notable hairstyle that was missing, and in the place was a giant dragon tattoo on the back of his head. The next day, my hairdresser was at the location of the show and began to work. The singer showed up three hours late and immediately ran into the bathroom and began doing cocaine for hours and only came out at the end to walk the runway and show off his, quote, work. The next day, all over the news was the story of the singer's arrest. Apparently, he went home after doing the show and continued doing drugs. He heard a noise in his apartment and thought there was a break-in and called the police without clearing off the table of all his narcotics. Do you Whoa. know this 80s singer? One, one hit, one, I think he had more than one hit, but, but uh, pretty much one hit wonder. B- Uber 80s singer. Can- did you say Canadian? Uh, this guy is from Canada, but okay, they, but they are not Canadian. No, he was flown out from Toronto to L.A. on the dime of this singer. So the hairdresser was flown to L.A. to and, so it's okay yeah. slash no singer. Okay, but also notable hairstyle, right? Singer, uh, yeah, uh, two words in the title. Um, Two words in the title. What does that or mean? In his name, in his name. Um, oh, but so he's not a one-named singer. No. Two-named singer, one-hit wonder, hairstyle, notable hairstyle, who loves cocaine yes. from the 80s. Yes, Everybody loved cocaine in the 80s. This Everybody loved cocaine. But he was down. known for really loving cocaine in the 80s. Um, he, uh, the first word is a name for a child. <laughs> A gendered boy name George. For, yeah, there you go. You got a boy George. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> ways. Well, he Did got notably was arrested for drug use, though. He was notably arrested for drug use. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, yeah, there were yeah. clues in there a little bit, but yeah, I there get how it's hard. Some, there, yeah, there were some clues in there, but that makes, I mean, I just, you know what? <laughs> Boy George, I just love the story. That's fantastic. I love the it's part a great where story. his fashion line was Fruit of the Loom underwear, who's the tags of which they just cut off and then glued David Beckham's face to the crotch was his uh, fashion line. That was his fashion, <laughs> and he came out of the bathroom just to like walk the runway. He came out of the bathroom from doing cocaine in the bathroom just to walk the runway, and then went home and got arrested. Uh, but <laughs> Damn. either way, I love how cocaine people just like get themselves arrested. Like all he had to do is just sit in his home and keep doing cocaine. But you get so paranoid that you call the cops on yourself, which is the funniest thing <laughs> in the world to me. At least put it away. <laughs> I think it's also that like idea of like, what are they going to do? Arrest me? 
It's yeah. Like, yeah, they're going to yes. arrest you. But I did the chameleon song. So I this... mean, and also the boss got arrested just a couple of months ago for drunk driving. They just released that today. So if the boss can get arrested, anybody can get arrested. So this has been barely a blind item segment because this next one and last one is actually a new fish fuck theory coming in from Allie. But we definitely want you guys to weigh in on it. So let's hear it. Allie says, "Okay, I have a theory about the Tom Cruise fish thing. Now, just know that I want nothing more than to have the fish fucking theory be true. But if it's not, could it be that he takes these fish in the bathroom to beat the crap out of them to get his rage in check or even getting into the proper mind space for a fight scene? Very method. I'm thinking it's sort of like the boxers who practice by punching the hanging sides of beef, except fish are more portable and not as expensive as cow. All the stories seem to have the same things in common. He has a long history of doing his own stunts. All stories seem to take place when he was on location filming, takes himself much too seriously, all panicky before choosing said fish, very relaxed after the visit to the bathroom with the fish. Fish remains in the bathroom and is in bad shape when it's found. I'm wondering if beating up a fish makes him look jacked post-fish beating, like the guys who do push-ups before they have to go somewhere where people would see them with no shirt on. So that's my theory. Please don't tell my boss I'm using my work email for things that aren't work. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Um, I love this, and I would love... (laughs) You know what? I would definitely watch a video of him just like... <laughs> I hate this fish. Yuck. <laughs> it's my favorite it's my favorite theory. It's my favorite alternative to fucking theory that we have heard so far. Yes. No one spoke of smacking sounds, which I feel like would be very audible from standing just outside a bathroom. Also, I guess he could put gloves on or maybe wrap himself in paper towels or something, but wouldn't you wouldn't the scales possibly cut your your fists upon punching them? I mean, that's also a question about fucking it, though, isn't it? Yes, uh, and yeah. also, have you ever <laughs> dealt with the whole fish before? I feel like one no. thing that they would bring up is that, <laughs> you know, I've cooked whole fish before. You get scales everywhere. Yes. So if he was beating the shit out of a fish, I think that there would be scales everywhere. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But what if he was fucking a fish? Would there be scales everywhere? Depends on how he's fucking it. All right, if somebody, because I, I don't think any of us are up to this task, all right? But if some sick lunatic out there could please do a couple things for us, <laughs> from a couple different grocery stores. Go get a full fish and then take it to the grocery store bathroom. One time, fuck it. Another no, time, don't fuck it. We another time, beat the shit out of it. Fish <laughs> okay, no. okay. Take it not to the bathroom at the grocery store. Take it home and in the privacy of your home, have sex with it and just look at. Again, what I'm gonna say I don't to want it. to encourage people uh, uh, or beat the, the shit fish. out of it. And let's just like see. That is fine. That's let's fine. At least beat yeah. the shit out of the fish. Maybe don't fuck. I mean, I think it's it's already dead. It's not like illegal, right? To do that. I think it Are is. You fetish I think it's shaming? bad. Are you fetish shaming? I think right it's now? frowned upon. Oh, okay. It's a bit I don't of a... think that bestiality, a combination of bestiality and necrophilia is fetish shaming. If you think fucking a dead fish is problematic, write in page7podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That is the number seven. Thank you again, everybody who wrote in. And don't worry, I have a lot of un- unread blind items and conspiracy theories, so you, it's very possible that yours will get uh, uh, on an upcoming episode. I love the fact that we are back 
backlogged at this point with amazing stuff from y'all. So thank you again. And I cannot thank you enough. I'm so happy you can see. And I do want to throw a thank you out to everyone that joined us for watching New Moon last week. I had a great time watching New Moon with everybody. I laid in the floor until I died. I loved it so much. (laughs) It was she. Molly, I'm not sure if you are aware, but Bella does uh, in the beginning of the book get so upset that she lays on the forest floor ready to die. (laughs) And she was just going to lay there until she died. And she does do it in the movie. I'm glad it transcended from the book. And you can watch Natalie Holden and I watching New Moon on the Patreon, if you wish, if that is what makes you smile, we are there and it is, you know what? It's a really, really dumb movie. And I am continuing on into Eclipse. I've got two chapters out of Eclipse so far and I am here for it. I don't know if this is the book where I find out why I shouldn't be in love with the werewolf, but it might be. <laughs> and I'm very scared about it. But you know what? You gotta be souping me that I actually am a twy baby now for real. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Page 7. My name is Jackie, and you can follow me on Instagram at jackthatworm if that is your wishes. (laughs) Patreon.com forward slash page 7 podcast. Also, uh, check us out, Jackanese, every Friday night on my Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash holdenatorsho. It's an amazing group of people. We all hang out and get drunk, and I'm super excited to celebrate um, a... My big uh, move into my new apartment stream, and it's going to be a very special stream, let's just say, for a couple reasons. So you should tune in this week. Uh, Molly? My name is Molly Neffel. I am MJKLCat on Instagram. And I do want to say quick, real quick, because I have to commend myself when sometimes I'm right. Um, uh, We all were. It wasn't the Mandela effect. We, If you also agreed with me thinking that, like, we thought that Dustin Diamond um, possibly was a creep and we just thought that for some reason and maybe I thought maybe it was because of the porno, um, we had multiple people write in (laughs) saying, no, he is a creep. Um, He is a creepist. He definitely um, likes young women and I guess would um, definitely hit on people and creep real hard on people that did not want it. So, technically... We were right. And that's just how that goes. And I just need you guys to remember that. And that you were right, too, if you felt the same way. I love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. 
so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.